I just had to take responsibility. And yeah, there's been shitty things that have happened. And there's been things that, you know, you wish were different. But ultimately, like it was up to me. And so that's really when I just decided, okay, this is up to me. What am I going to do about it? And that's really when I went full out. Like I wasn't afraid to spend anything. I would figure out fucking anything. When you guys know you want something so bad, you figure it out. It's like that parent who knows that like from the bottom of their core, they want, you know, if you got not a pot to piss in, but you want to take your kid to Disney, guess what? You're going to figure out how to do it. Like you really are. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. It is a solo episode today. It is just me in my podcast room, aka my closet. You guys have heard me say this a thousand times, but I feel like the audio in here is much better. And recently I got a new video editor who told me to get a new microphone. So I'm hoping the audio is better. Let me know if you guys are noticing a little bit better audio quality. I know we've been doing this podcast for like a year and a half and, uh, <laughs> you know, we just got the upgrade. But you know what? I think that that's proof that it does not have to be perfect in the beginning. It's the thing that I talk about the most. You just have to do the damn thing and hopefully you make some improvements along the way. And uh, yeah, so Today's podcast is going to be a mishmash of all sorts of things. It's not actually that I even need to record a podcast today. We're so far ahead, but I have been getting so many questions. I, I feel like uh, I'm very, very blessed to say that a lot of people have been finding us organically lately. I don't know if it's the podcast. I don't know if it's our video clips. I don't know if it's the fact that like when you Google top confidence coach or top women's mastermind, even though I don't do masterminds anymore, I'm like one of the top, I think I'm on like three or four on Google when you put in top confidence coach or top women's mastermind and then it links us to the podcast and we've recently updated our website. So if you have not checked out my new website, please go do so because I'll be honest with you, I spent a fuck ton of money doing it. <laughs> but I will say, I think this is very helpful for you, especially you beginner entrepreneurs or people who are in the beginning stages of building a business. I think it's very helpful to point out that I have just now recently updated my website and I have been doing this business for over five and a half years. So yes, I did not start with a website. That is, you know, business tip 101. Do not start with a website because it will change and your messaging will change. And it literally does not matter if you have a website in the beginning of your business, because if no one knows who you are and what you do, it doesn't fucking matter. You could literally have the cure for cancer on your website, but if no one knows it's there, it doesn't matter. So that's just a little solo or a little side tip for you on this solo episode. But this episode's going to be kind of a mishmash because I've been getting a lot of questions about like, 
who I am, how did I start, where did I come from? So this is kind of like an ask me anything Christina version. So this probably won't be one of our most downloaded podcasts, but for you, the loyal listener, I really wanted to do this for you to hopefully answer any questions that you have about me and about my business and about like my a little bit of my personal life, my upbringing and all of the things because I do get asked probably about three or four common questions and I'm going to answer them today. But for those of you who don't know, I always say a prayer before I record any podcast, whether it's a solo podcast or a guest podcast. And today I was just like, Lord, I don't know exactly how this is going to go, but please allow this to serve someone. So Fingers crossed it's you, and if it's not you, then maybe it's someone that you share this podcast with. I always ask you, please share this with a friend. Tag me on social media or even privately. Like, if I never know about it, I'm still grateful for it because it's getting in the ears of one more person. You know, over this last year and a half of the podcast, and it's probably been a little bit longer than that at this point, but we have had so many amazing guests and we have talked about so many topics across the board from obviously like the main theme of this podcast is confidence and, you know, business and mindset and personal development and all of the things with, you know, a splash of cussing and fun and humor all along the way. But the main thing, the main themes are, you know, very similar through every podcast, but it's making that decision and living your life to the absolute fullest and, you know, taking action and having faith and doing all the things. So if you do share this podcast, I just want to tell you, like, I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. I literally do not make a dollar on this podcast. We don't have any advertisements. We don't make any money on this. This is just truly to serve you guys. Obviously, I know a lot of you listen to this podcast and you turn into be clients of mine or perhaps clients of all of those amazing guests that we've had. Like we have had some crazy people over the years. We've had people to share, you know, really amazing success stories. We've had celebrities. We've had athletes. We've had people, just regular everyday people that are, a lot of them are either clients or friends of mine who have amazing stories, who women and men who have decided it's their turn and they've made amazing big stamps in this world. And I'm just so grateful that I get to do this podcast. Like if you've ever thought about doing a podcast, it's actually like the coolest thing ever. It's like you get to talk to amazing people and learn from them. Like I've learned so much by doing this podcast and hopefully that means that you've learned a lot as well. And so again, I am just grateful for you sharing. I'm grateful for you coming to send me a message over on social media and telling me like what you want me to talk about. And I think that a little bit of this podcast is going to be that because I do get asked questions all the time and kind of we'll start with one of the main ones <laughs> that I get. We're just going to go straight to the heavy stuff right off, right off the bat here, folks. You know me, we don't sugarcoat anything over here. But you know, one of the main questions I get, and I could talk for hours and hours on this, but you know, I try to keep these podcasts under an hour. But, um, you know, maybe I shouldn't. Rogan's are like five hours and he's the number one podcast in the world. So who knows? But um, honestly, the one of the main questions I get all the time is my faith. And uh, if you are not a Christian or if you don't have any faith in your life, um, you don't have to fast forward this part. Perhaps it might be helpful for you because I, too, was a person who grew up with really not having faith in my life. You know, I was told that there was a God. 
So this is kind of going back to my, my childhood. Like I knew that there was something called God. Um, you, we said our prayers every night. I could probably recite what I said every single night right here because it was kind of like, <laughs> it was kind of like me in school where I just basically remembered everything, regurgitated it, got great grades and uh, then left and was like, what the fuck did I learn? But no, um, I think that that was the thing with me kind of growing up. We probably went to church like twice a year, if that. I think my parents tried to force us to go. My dad grew up Catholic. My mom, I don't really even know how my mom grew up. I, I think a Christian, but I don't even know if she would say that, to be honest with you. Like, I think we knew, we believed in God, but we didn't really have a relationship with God. It was just basically like, say your prayers. There's a guy up there and he's, he's God. And that's when you die, you go to heaven. And if you screw up, you go to hell. And so like, that's really the extent of all I knew about faith. And so I am, for those of you who don't know, I um, grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and I probably had, the only person I can really remember is one of my very best friends. Um, she, her dad was a pastor. She grew up in the church. She was like very into her faith, but that was it. Like I never grew up with people who like even went to church. Like I just didn't like now I live in small town, Arkansas, well, small town, like close to a hundred thousand. We're getting to a hundred thousand. When I moved here, it was under 50,000, but, um, small town, Arkansas, where if you don't go to church, it's like, oh, uh, what, what do you mean? Like that is literally one of the first questions that you get asked here is like, oh, where do you go to church? And you know, like that was uh, when I met my husband, I swear to God, my mother-in-law, I think, well, at the time she wasn't my mother-in-law, clearly she was just like, I, I, I don't even, cause she asked me something and I was like, I didn't even know what it meant to be a Christian. Like I really didn't. I was like, yeah, I think so. Like I believe in God. And like, that was literally it. And I'm sure at the time that that was the start of her really, really liking me. Um, no, no, no. But for reals, um, I, I just did not, I didn't grow up around it. So I just didn't know, like, I just didn't know. And I didn't think that it was an issue that I didn't know. Um, so when I moved from Edmonton to Arkansas, which is like literally, you know, oil and water, because it's just two different areas. I mean, think about going from, you know, a town of or city of a million, I think it had around a million people did not grow up around, you know, Southern Bible Belt moved from there to Arkansas, where there was a church, like literally five churches, like no matter what direction you looked in, everyone talked about God, went to church, you know, everything was about, you know, bless you and yes, sir. Thank you, ma'am. And all the things. And it was a massive adjustment adjustment. I will now tell you, I think Arkansas is the greatest place on the planet, but I think it was about the first, it was at least the first semester. So, and by the way, like I didn't even know what a freshman, junior, senior was when I moved here because like, we didn't call it that. We just went to university. Like there was no like freshman, junior, senior, you know, all the things. And there was no like fraternities and sororities, like none of this. Like I didn't, I still don't even really know what prom is you guys, because I just, and I've lived here for 20 years. Obviously I know what it is now, but like, I didn't know when I moved here. So it was just a very, very, very big adjustment moving from here to there. But so I never really grew up with faith. I never really grew up in the church. I never grew up with any of that. And it wasn't until honestly, like I was well out of college. So you know, I did four years here at, um, I, I went to the University of Central Arkansas. So I moved from Edmonton to Arkansas to play college golf. If you didn't know that, I got, I got recruited both myself and my brother. We moved here in 2002, came down and, um, I, 
literally never really came into my faith until well after college, probably like two or three years. And it's so funny. Now she's like literally one of my best friends. But on the golf team, there was one of my girlfriends on the golf team. And it, it was like she and I were like complete opposite this woman's never said a cuss word in her life let's just say that um she had um she was a virgin in college you know she was she was just she was a typical southern girl but I always used to think she was fake and now if you would meet her you'd be like there's no way that that girl is real but let me tell you hand on the bible she is the most authentic real woman you'll ever meet and I remember she gave me a bible I think like my second or third third year out of college like we remained friends and obviously she came to grow on me and I'm sure I came to grow on her but man I'm sure she was just like eyes wide with me because I was just the exact opposite of her and now seriously 20 years later we're still such good friends she's like one of my greatest friends she's one of the most authentic humans I know but you know she was probably an instrumental part in my faith but you know, I've, I've said on this podcast a million times before that one of the most instrumental people who has been a guest on this podcast for me coming into my faith, which I'm going to talk about that a little bit more here in a second, is um, Justin Pointer. So he has been on the show early on. You can go check him out, Justin Pointer. He's one of the world's best golf instructors, but really I think he's so like he's yes, he's literally one of the best golf instructors in the world, but I think he's so heavily into the mindset and he transformed my life and he's he was literally one of the people who saved my life to be honest with you and he knows how much I love him and how much he was instrumental to me but he was really the person who opened my eyes to what a relationship with God would look like and still to this day you guys like I know that there's a lot of people who are not going to like what I have to say I don't go in the doors of church all that often. I wouldn't say I am a religious person. I think I have a relationship with God. And I think that, you know, a lot of people very much disagree with me being able to say that. And, you know, I look at myself as, you know, not as like this person, but my relationship is kind of the way that like I came to my faith, which was, you know, more of like a Joel Osteen or a Joyce Meyer or a Rick Warren, someone who is, you know, I remember Oprah dubbed Joel Osteen like the feel good preacher. And there's a lot of people that do not like him still to this day. And he's one of the most influential people on the planet. And still to this day, I will tell you, I have some clients who were who grew up just like me, did not come from faith, didn't didn't know the whole God thing. And yet, you know, I, I believe in one of the things that I'm like really, truly. And I say this like in a very non like look at me way. But a lot of my clients now listen to like Joel's Joel Olstein sermons or maybe a Joyce Meyer or are open to what a relationship with God would look like. Not being religious, but like what does a relationship with God look like? And, you know, you can call that spirituality. You can call that, you know, religion if you want. But to me, it's it's a relationship with God. And so I really needed that relationship in my life. You know, you guys know that like my whole journey changed at about 26, 27, 28. And that's really when I went from rock bottom to like that was the beginning stages of rock bottom to where I am now. And I was doing life alone. I was doing life like grit your teeth, power through, I can do everything. And in that stage of my life, I couldn't. I was like, all right, whatever's up there, if this is, if you're God, I need help. 
because I cannot do this. And you guys, this is very graphic, but I remember like literally like looking over the toilet. I had a severe eating disorder and I remember just like screaming and just being like, I need help. I can't do this. And I, that's like, life was at this really icky moment, (laughs) to be honest with you. And I was just like, I can't do this by myself. And that's really when I had to lean into something that was greater than myself. And it didn't happen overnight. It's not like I started, you know, banging down the doors of church and opening my Bible every single day. That wasn't it. It was just being open to the fact that there was something that was so great and so much bigger than me. And that was 100% love like something that you can't even possibly imagine and and for all you parents out there I don't even have kids so I don't even know what that would feel like but it's it's even bigger and greater than that right and it's just like this person loves me so much and no matter what I know that like it's gonna work out because there is a greater plan than me and there is a greater plan than what I can even possibly imagine and you know, so it was a combination of, you know, the Joel seeing the Joyce Meyer, my girlfriend in college, my mentor, Justin, my husband, you know, my husband. Um, and this is kind of like one of the things that I'll say about faith. One of the reasons why I think I have such a great relationship with God and why I rely heavily on my faith and why coming to the southern United States, I have seen And this is the reason why I think a lot of people don't like it is because of the wounding that the church has hurt so many people. And I know that there's a few people that are going to be triggered by when I say that, but there is going to be a lot of people who are nodding their heads listening to this because over the years of doing the work that I do coaching people, mindset and strategy, there has been some stories that I have heard over the years in my coaching and in my retreats that literally blow your socks off. And I'm sure that there are so many people listening to this podcast that could give me an account of the horrific, horrific things that quote unquote religion and the church have done to hurt people. And I can totally tell why so many people literally could not even fathom thinking about having a relationship with God. And yet I want you to know that like that, in my personal opinion, is 100% not even fucking close to what the true love of God is. Like not even in the vicinity. That is evil. And that is control. And that is just awfulness like the stories that I have heard about being born and your whole entire life you are unworthy and your job is to prove that you're worthy and to just the stories go on and on and on and people have been so so hurt by religion and the church and so I just want you to know that like if you are one of those people I totally understand But I also want you to know that like what I talk about when it comes to faith is nothing like that. Like the relationship I have with God is like the best friend, the, you know, child, the the best romantic partner in the world relationship. Like I talk to God all day long. Like this is my relationship with with God is like 
literally from the second I wake up until the second I go to bed. Like I talk to him all damn day. I'm like, and I say this like all damn day. Like he knows that I cuss. Like he knows I'm not perfect. He knows that I fuck up. He knows that like sometimes I'm super pissed and like I yell at him because I'm like so mad because I know that like, I'm like, why is this happening this way? Or why does this hurt so badly? Like if you love me so much, why does this hurt so badly? But, but I also know that like, he doesn't like that I am hurt and there's obviously a purpose beside like there's obviously a reason for the hurt there's obviously a grander scheme and I truly truly believe that like you know like a a, like a tangible I want you to hear like a tangible like the way that I talk to God so like you know how like if you almost fall or slip I every single time I go oh thank you God for protecting me or if you know a a car goes through a red light and this has happened numerous times I'm just like thank you God for protecting me thank you for allowing me to look down at my phone or grab a sip of a drink and I didn't go like thank you for that client that just found me so unexpectedly thank you for the marriage that I have thank you for the healing that I'm going through thank you like just thank you like all damn day like I can find the thank yous all day long but then I can also find like I am fucking pissed off and I don't understand why this is happening and I need you to like remind me that you're there and then I'll like find a penny on my walk or something like that or something will happen that just gives me that little glimpse of hope that I'm I'm like yeah I know you're there I'm sorry I doubted it like let's roll let's go you know and like for me, that's the faith part. And the reason why, like, the three pillars of my business are decision, faith, and action. The three pillars of the things that I teach, not the business, but the three things that I coach on, that I teach on. Like, the faith part makes this experience better, especially for those of you and, you know, potential clients of mine and clients of mine who are listening to this. Like, you know that, like, some of this shit is going to be difficult. But the faith part is the part that makes the experience that much better. You can get fuck you wealthy without faith, but it's not as good. It's really not. You can do really bad seasons without faith, but fuck, it's a lot harder. And so like, that's why I tell you the faith part is so instrumental and so integral. Like it is just everything and that's the reason why I I I preach on it so much like I don't care if it's God for you I hope that at one point in time it's God for you because I think it's all the same but like whether it's crystals or woo or manifestation or like Buddha I don't really care but you have to have that something that makes the experience that much better you know I've said it on this podcast how many episodes have we done 150 episodes I probably said it on 100 of them that I I truly just like from the bottom of my soul, I I truly just want you to have a good experience on this planet. You know, the other day, and I could probably get emotional about this, and this is kind of just random, but the other day I was talking to my husband and we were kind of in a tiff about something. And yes, we do fight. We're human. Um, We were talking, we were in some sort of tiff and I just looked at him and I said, listen, I've probably done half the amount of time. If I'm lucky, I've done half the amount of time with you. And like that makes me so emotional. Like I probably got at least half the amount of time that I'm going to get with my husband. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not fucking wasting it. Like I'm not getting in a fight with you. And that's true, right? Like it's true. Like I may not, I've done 20 years with him. 
I might not get 20 more years. Who knows? Maybe I will. You know, he's a little older than me. If I'm lucky, I might get 30 years with him, 35 years of him. But I, I'm just not going to waste it. Like, I understand how fast the last 20 years with this my husband has been. Like, it is over in a blink of an eye. A blink of an eye, you know. We've done some awesome, crazy shit. We have gone through some hard times. We have cried, yelled, screamed, punched, flown traveled you know blown it all like we have done some crazy shit and yet it has gone so fast and so when I tell you that I don't want you wasting I don't want you just like sitting on the fence and not making a decision like that's the reason why I cherish time more than anything else on the planet like time is your most valuable asset and I don't want you to waste it and I want you to enjoy the experience of it not every day is a great day, but when you do have the faith, it makes it that much better. So that's kind of like my background with faith. I know a lot of people ask, I did not come from the church. I don't consider myself a really religious person, but my relationship with God is fucking good. And it is the best thing ever because it makes my business better. It makes my marriage better. It makes my relationships better. It makes my life that much better. And if you have been one of the people who have been wounded by the church or wounded by religion, like I promise, 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 I am proof. And so many of my clients, I'm thinking of a couple of my clients, obviously, I won't tell you who they are, but there's a few of my clients and probably people who have been on this podcast that will tell you it is true and it is possible because they came from horrific wounding in religion and church and like condemnation to literally knowing that it is the greatest source of love that there possibly is. So just be open to it and know that it's possible. And if I can help or point you in the right direction in any way, I mean, obviously all you have to do is reach out because like, I don't want anyone feeling like they can't have that relationship. So that's kind of like the first question I get asked about the faith part. And I really wanted to touch on that because I think it's really important and it's something that I feel like I need to share. And, you know, like that's that that is my version of the story. That is my truth to tell. And if yours is different, then that's totally OK. And there's no shade whatsoever. But that's just my part. And that's the part, you know this is my podcast. And so I can tell you my part. And if you want to take it great, if you don't leave, you know, I always say that take what you want and leave what you don't. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. If you've listened to this podcast a while, you probably heard me talk about my clients. And the reason for that is I'm obsessed with them and they're obsessed with their results. Having been a one-on-one -on -one coach for over five and a half years and being voted the top confidence coach in 2020, I can firmly tell you there is not a faster way to success then having someone hold you consistent, confident, and give you the clarity you need to achieve your personal and professional goals. In 2023, I am doing something that no one else in the coaching industry does, and that's allowing you to have me as your one-on-one -on -one coach for less than $300 a month. So if you've ever thought about one-on-one -on -one coaching and didn't think it was possible for you, I would encourage you to text me the word COACH to 501 222 3362. And I can tell you what it would look like to have you and I together in a one on one coaching capacity for the next year to make sure you are deciding it is your turn to hit the goals that you have decided for in 2023. Again, text me the word coach to 501 222 3362. You can send me a message on Instagram at bchristina or check the show notes for more details. I look forward to hearing from you. 
you know, one of the tools that I think this is actually uh, the next thing I can talk about is, you know, a lot of times people ask me, what degree do you have? Or what certification do you have to be a coach? And the truth of the matter is, guys, I don't have a single certification. And I think probably in the last five and a half years, almost six years of doing this, I think two people have asked me. And the only reason they probably asked me is because they wanted to know what they had to do in order to have this business that I have. And the truth is, I don't have any certifications. I, I There's no plaque on the wall. I do have a business degree, but it obviously <laughs> it's helpful in the fact that like I went to school and I, and I checked the boxes of school. I was actually very good in school. Probably because I went to school late, so I don't know if some of you know that, but I actually graduated high school, and then I took three years off between high school and college. I went traveling. I went backpacking. I learned to play golf, you know? For those who didn't know, you'd assume since I was a professional golfer and I was, you know, played in college for four years on a scholarship and I was an All-American and won five times and did all the things, you would think I've been playing golf since I was like five years old. Well, that would be incorrect. I started playing golf when I was 18, and I got really good really fast. And when I was 18, I think when I was 19, I won the first three golf tournaments I ever played in. And then the very next year, I came to college um, on, a, on a full scholarship. So I played four years at the Central Arkansas, University of Central Arkansas. And um, yeah, like I went traveling and backpacking and worked and learned to play golf all in the time between high school and college. And I know this is not a very traditional thing to do in the United States of America, but in a lot of different countries, it is. And in Canada, it was, you know, it wasn't shunned upon to take a year off between high school and college. In Europe and Australia and all sorts of different countries, people take a lot of time. You know, the gap year, I think some even, I think some countries even like require it. Ours definitely didn't require it. You know, a lot of people just went straight from high school to college, but I didn't. And I think it was one of the greatest things that I ever did because, first of all, it helped me. You know, I've always been a worker. I've always made money. I mean, I was working for my dad when I was like five years old, um, hunting and selling golf balls. True story. This is like a very um, bad story for me, but it's one of the best things that probably ever happened to me. I was, you know, I don't know, seven years old. I used to go hunt golf balls and my, my dad had a golf course. And so I got a, you know, I had my own golf cart by the time I was like seven for sure. Uh, out on the golf course, you know, mud boots on, going in the bushes. I had a little basket and I'd go collect golf balls. And then I'd sell them back to my dad. I think he paid me a quarter and then he sold them for 50 cents or he sold them. I sold them to him for 50 cents. He sold them for a dollar or some shit like that. But whatever, back in the day, you know, back in the early 90s. But funny thing was, this isn't funny. This is bad. But we all did stupid shit when we were a kid. But it was one of the best things that I probably did because I got in so much shit that I never did it again. So I used to sell them to my dad and then I used to steal them back from my dad and resell them to my dad. And he caught me. Woo! My dad, my dad grew up in a in, in a not so great home, and so my dad did not punish us because he just didn't want to like continue on the the stuff that he went through. And so, for my dad to punish us, or my dad to give us a spanking, for my mom it was super easy, but for my dad he did not like to do it. And um, I remember he whooped my ass, and so he should have, but. You know, it was one of those things that I thought I was being sneaky. I could get away with it. But um, it was very helpful to figure out you can't screw the man. And nowadays, I think that it's really helpful for me because, you know, integrity is one of my number one core values. But as a kid, yeah, I got my ass whipped for um, stealing golf balls from my dad and, uh, you know, putting, you know, when you're a kid, you go to the convenience store and you put like the five cent candies in the bag. Now they're probably 50 cents a candy, but they used to be five cents. Um, you know, I was like, they're like, how many do you have? I was like, five. 
life when I really probably had like seven or eight. Well, I got caught one time again, ass whooped. So, you know, there was a few times, but who didn't do that? Like, I mean, as a kid, who didn't try to get away with some, some shit? You're a kid, but you know, I'm lucky that I had parents who were like, no, that's not going to fly in our family. So you're going to, you're going to say that you're sorry. You're going to put that shit back and you're going to get punished for that shit. Um, but I think that that's one of the reasons why integrity is now such a big part of my core values. Like if I owe someone $5, you know, I remember this, this is actually a kind of a, like a little side tangent too. You guys, let me know if you like these podcasts. I know this definitely won't be one of our most downloaded because not everyone wants to hear my random shit, but I want you to know a little bit more about me because I think it's really helpful for you, you know, especially for those of you who listen to this podcast and are on the fence about deciding to work with me. You know, the only thing I do is one-on-one coaching. I do two-hour intensive sessions. I do my subscription coaching where you can work with me for as little as $279 a month where you get six calls throughout the year to use with me, or you can do one call a month for $558, or you can be like one of my VIP clients, my full-time clients where you get three calls a month and you get unlimited 24-7 access to me. 365 days a year. And so whether you're on the fence of deciding to work with me, I think it's helpful for you to know like kind of who I am, where I come from and like what I stand for, because I know that there's a lot of bullshit on the internet, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of people who say they've done certain things that, you know, perhaps they haven't, or they're very much exaggerated. And, you know, as a coach, and especially someone who helps people grow and scale their businesses, I think it's really important for you to realize that, like, before I started my online business, I actually had a business that was creating more than six figures of income. And so I think that's really helpful is that I have been able to make money in many different facets. And I knew how to run that business and market that business way before I started an online business, helping people do the exact same thing. So I think that's, you know, helpful for you to know. Um, I wish I knew where I was going with that tangent. You guys know, if you've listened to this podcast a while, you know that I'm kind of all over the fucking place, (laughs) but I'll probably figure out what I was coming back to. I think it was something about candy, integrity, all the fucking things, but whatever. All of that to be said, going back to what I was saying was, um, you know, I came to college. I don't even know where I was. Oh gosh, you guys, I'm so bad at this. I should really create a list. My husband is an Enneagram one who has a list for fucking everything. And then there's me. It's like, let's fucking wing this. But some of you love that and some of you don't. But it's proof that you can actually create a really successful business and be able to like, you know, wing your podcast. (laughs) You can have a multi six figure business and not know what you're saying on a podcast. But um, coming back to like my integrity and like, you know, working for my dad. So I've always been kind of a hustler. I've always learned how to make money even as a kid. So I was working for my dad for many years and then um, got my first real official job at 15 where I was working at another golf course for uh, another golf professional. And I will say, like I've talked about it on this podcast many a times that one of the best things that I ever did was and I never knew it like this is where kind of like the God steps in right like all of these things were working in my favor and I had no idea how they were working in my favor it's so easy to look at look back and see how the dots connect but um, you know I, I grew up in a middle class family my parents did okay But um, I was always working at private country clubs where there's a lot of successful people and a lot of money. And I started working at those clubs when I was like 15. I worked at three different ones in Edmonton, Alberta, and three of the best ones, in my opinion. You know, there's probably one more that was a little bit more high profile, but really worked at three of the ones that were most high profile. So I was always around money. I was always around people who had success. And I was looking at them and learning from them and listening to them. And, you know, I always have I've always been able to communicate with people. Like I'm not, I'm not intimidated to talk to anyone. And I think that 
we as humans are all the same, but I've always been very confident in the fact that I could hold a conversation with anyone. And I, I do believe that I love to learn from someone. I love to be a sponge and, um, learning and listening to very successful people. I realized that like there was common themes and common traits, but like I knew I could be that. So even if I didn't have confidence in myself in the beginning, like my looks were definitely a big thing. Like I put a lot, a a lot of pressure on the way I looked and how much money I made and how I played golf definitely in in the beginning stages of my life, because that's where I was getting attention. You know, as a kid, I never really got a ton of attention. I was very middle of the road. I was middle good looking. I was middle talented. I was middle smart. I wasn't, I was the oldest. I was very very responsible. I always did what I was supposed to do. I was very much a goody two shoes kind of growing up. Like I never did anything wrong, like besides stealing a couple five cent candies and, you know, trying to skim a couple bucks from my dad. I literally, I was like, never, I I don't think I had my, well, the drinking age and the alcohol age in Canada is 18. And I think I would probably wait until I was like 17 when other kids were drinking at like 14, 15. Um, You know, I, I never missed a curfew. I never did anything wrong. I was just always that goody two shoes type of person, but I was always middle of the road and I really when I first I I went backpacking traveling when I was taking that time off between high school and college I went traveling by myself for three months to um, New Zealand Fiji and I stopped off at Malaysia on the way home and when I came home from that trip I think that that's kind of when things started to change I think I came into myself I don't know how the fuck I got you know, kind of in those three months that things changed. But I think I, you know, got my hair done and maybe had lost a couple pounds or just came home and like looked different. And I started getting a little bit of attention for how I looked. And then around that exact same time is when I took up golf. And so I started getting a lot of attention for the fact that like I was good at golf right off the bat. And that's really where like this whole external validation thing really took off because until that time, I really didn't get any, um, I didn't really get any attention. Like I was very good, middle of the road, no big deal. Um, I had a middle brother who was like, basically like if he touched it, it was going to gold. He was never, he never did anything wrong in his life. Um, well, we all thought, (laughs) um, you know, like he was just like the golden child, you know, if he wanted it, it was going to be figured out. And I think, you know, I never really had that and I never really had that attention. And, you know, I was very jealous of that, you know, because I always thought I did everything right. And I never got like what he got in life. And so for me, it was just kind of like when I got that attention, when I first, you know, quote unquote, came into my looks and got good at golf, that's really when I was like, holy fuck, I love this attention. How do I get more of this? And I associated it with making money, playing good golf and being skinny. And that's really when I became obsessed with those three things. And looking back now, I can see how, you know, that was, there was all sorts of mindset shit in there. There's also all sorts of stories, patterns and habits. You know, my parents are amazing, great people, but you know, there's just a lot of things. I mean, parents are, are not perfect. Parents are wounded humans too. And, you know, we, especially just we in in general and humans in general, you know, unless we take responsibility for our lives, and this is something that I teach on a talk a lot about to my clients, unless we take personal responsibility for our lives, we're going to be stuck in the same exact situation 
that, you know, perhaps our parents or our family was in. And so if you want your life to be different, you have to take responsibility for that. And so I never really learned this until I was like at my kind of rock bottom, 26, 27, 28, where I was like, holy fuck, I have the power to decide it's my turn. I have the power to change my life. I have the power to decide what is true and real for me, what I want to be true and real for me. And that's really when everything changed for me and also at the same time very coincidentally that's really when I found my faith and so that to me is like where the big shift came and you know one of the things now I know what I was going to (laughs) say back when I was thinking about what was I talking about that certification right so what have I done in order to get to where I am now to where early where I can help people number one I do believe that God has given me this gift I think what I do not very many people can do as well as I do it You know, I have at one point in time, I think I have had like 40 clients, one on one clients. So I hold a lot of things for a lot of people and some is good. Some is good. Some is bad. Some is heavy. Some is, you know, some is hard. And I just feel like God has given me this gift that sometimes gift is a curse. But, you know, what are the things that I've done to get to this point? Number one, I invested I've invested the last 15 years of my life becoming the person that I am to be able to hold what I what I hold and to be able to um, get to the place that I am really where I can help people witness what they have going on in their lives and how to reprogram that or what's kind of holding them back from achieving what they want to achieve in their lives and be able to give them clarity. But, you know, I've read thousands of books. I've taken hundreds of courses. I've watched thousands of YouTube videos. I have literally invested hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars in courses and coaches and seminars and events. And um, one of the other things that I did is I attended Al-Anon for a while because someone in my family is an addict. And that was a tool that I have used many a times. And so that was kind of going back to what I said, like, take what you want and leave what you don't with this podcast always or with my coaching. And I've even told my clients that, you know, I'm not God. Like what we come up with together, you don't have to do every time. Take what you want and leave what you don't. That's ultimately your decision. But um, I do think that that was a really good tool for me as well. I think I attended meetings for almost two years, I'd say. And it served me in the, it served me for the time that I was there. I I don't attend them anymore. I don't feel like I have the need to, um, you know, another amazing tool is the holistic psychologist. You know, I followed Nicole. One of my girlfriends told me about Nicole years ago. So Nicole LaPera, the holistic psychologist, I followed her back when she had like maybe a hundred thousand followers, not, you know, the 50 million or whatever she has now. And so I definitely, witnessed and watched and learned a lot of the things that she did you know I went to therapy for a while and you know I think I I had a I don't think he was actually a a licensed therapist I think he was someone appointed by the church Nathan and I were using him because yes we have been to to marriage uh, therapy or what is that called marriage marriage counseling or whatever um, in the beginning of our marriage the first couple years of our marriage so we've only been married 11 years we've been together 19 years I think 19 years what year is it 2003 yeah it'll be 20 years this fall Um, we have been together a long time but there was times where I was a complete mess and you know you know when you know how that goes right so you you're a mess but you blame everyone else around you yes that was me for a while and so we went to therapy together and then I was seeing this guy outside of it but I think that was actually a turning point for me because he's actually this guy who 
I was seeing for a while as a, as a therapist, um, even said to Nathan, had, what happened? How did she shift so much? And I think it was, you know, part of that as well. It was the fact that like, I just figured out that like, this guy wasn't going to change my life. I was going to change my life. And I think, you know, going to therapy, going to Al-Anon, reading the books, having the faith, you know, doing the mindset work. It was like, holy fuck, I am the person who's going to change my life. What do I need to do to do it? And I was possessed. And from that moment on, I was never again afraid to invest in myself because my theory on it is, is someone knows what I don't. So I'm not going to spend fucking, and what did I tell you? My number one quality or my number one thing is time. So I fucked around and hated myself for 25 years and haven't been in alignment with what I want to do. And I'm not wasting another fucking day. So how do I have someone guide me, hold me, help me, encourage me, give me the clarity, you know, lead me, tell me to go left or help me to go left (laughs) instead of going right. So I'm not wasting any time. And I think in, in that couple year span, it was like, with the therapy and with the Al-Anon and with the mindset work and with the coaching or at the time, at the time I wasn't using a one-on-one coach. I was using like masterminds and courses and programs and YouTubes and all the things. But that was really about the time where I was like, holy fuck, it's me. Like, it's not my parents. It's not the life. It's not anyone around me. It's not the business. It's not golf. It's not you know, family members, it's fucking me. (laughs) And that was literally probably like the golden key that I needed to go, it's me. I have the power to decide it's my turn. I have the power to decide how my life was going to go. And you know, I was actually doing a live with um, one of my clients today. And I was talking about how, um, you know, really self-development saved my marriage. And I do believe I have one of the greatest marriages ever. I have a husband who I love and adore, and we've been together almost 20 years now. But I will tell you, self-development and mindset work and confidence and deciding it was my turn ultimately probably saved my marriage. I'm not telling you we wouldn't have been together today. And like we never mentioned divorce or anything like that, but we never got along the way that we get along. But it was me Like it was me having to take responsibility for my life. Like he was not going to make me happy. He was not going to like check every box. He couldn't be everything for me. I had to make myself whole and I had to make myself happy. And like, it wasn't my parents fault. It wasn't, you know, my brother's fault. It wasn't golf's fault it was nobody's fault I just had to take responsibility and yeah there's been shitty things that have happened and there's been things that you know you wish were different but ultimately like it was up to me and so that's really when I just decided okay this is up to me what am I going to do about it and that's really when I went full out like I wasn't afraid to spend anything I would figure out fucking anything when you guys know you want something so bad you figure it out it's like that parent who knows that like from the bottom of their core they want you know if you got not a pot to piss in but you want to take your kid to Disney guess what you're going to figure out how to do it like you really are you know if if you're a person who wants that Louis Vuitton bag so bad that it like literally makes you cry you're going to figure out how to fucking do it and 
those are the people that I love actually working with right now because those are the people who have the best results. The people who are like figure it out no matter what. I remember over the years, oh my God, I have had people sell handbags. I have had people put the full thing on credit cards. Like whether you agree with that or you don't, I think that that's something called good debt. There's good debt and there's bad debt. And in my personal opinion, if you're investing in yourself and you know that you are going to come out better on the other side and figure things out faster and you're going to become more confident, then that's good debt. Like I can't tell you where you should get your money or how you should get your money or spend it, but we've all had to do certain things in life in order to get what we want. And I'll promise you when you want it bad enough and I wanted it bad, like I wanted it so bad that I would cut off my arm at in the beginning stages because I knew that I never wanted to be in that situation again. I knew I wanted to be successful. I knew I wanted to be happy and I was going to figure out what ever the fuck it took to get it and sure enough <laughs> I've gotten it <laughs> it's it's honest to god like it's it's so much work and yet it's the most it's the best work you'll ever do it is literally the best work you'll ever do I, I I you know I remember my current therapist now yes I still go to therapy yes I still have a coach yes I still do all of the self-development shit because it's just it, it's a it's a part of my life you know it's like for people who go to the gym it's a part of your life for people who eat healthy it's a part of your life for people who make time for prayer meditation spirituality whatever it's part of your life and so for me having accountability having coaching having therapy having all the things is a part of my life but even still uh, I mean my therapist right now she she was trying to explain to someone else that I, I had a therapy session with another member of my family and she was trying to explain to me that the way that I think about self-development is the way that some people describe the crazy crossfitter you know how those crazy crossfitters are like crossfit will change your fucking life that's the way I feel about mindset work and coaching and sometimes people just don't feel that way and so if you are a person you know it's weird I don't think you're probably a person who doesn't feel that way if you're listening to this podcast especially this podcast that really is just specifically about kind of like my story and how I got to where I am today so if you are one of my loyal listeners you probably actually think about the same um, about the work that I do <laughs> <laughs> the work that we do is because it is so fucking good and it'll change your life. And I am that crazy CrossFitter when it comes to, you know, self-development, coaching and all of the things. Mindset work, I just think is everything. You know, people always ask me, what do you do? What do you do? And I tell people all the time, I truly believe that I just help you live your God-given purpose. I allow you to have more joy in your life. I allow you to be more confident and make more fucking money. And I do it through decision, faith, and action. And the two things that I teach all the time are the strategy and the mindset. You are not getting to where I am without strategy and without mindset. You are not getting way above me. I have clients who have a way like more abundant life than I do. Way more abundant, way more money. And they don't do it without mindset and strategy. It is fucking both. You can mindset your way to a lot of things, but unless you have the strategy and to make things simpler, easier, like less overwhelming. One of my great clients right now, multi, multi seven figure. She's one of my newer clients, multi, multi, multi seven figure business. You know, she doesn't have the systems and the strategies to really get to the next level. And that's really what we're working on. Like if to make life easier, you need things that make <laughs> you need things that make life easier. You need strategies, you need implementation, you need things that systemize. And if you don't have that, you can get to a million dollars without that. It's hard to go much, much beyond that without some good strategies and some good systems and, you know, like EOS and all of the things like it's hard and you can get to, you know, seven figures without doing a lot of mindset work, but fuck, it's going to be hard. I promise you, like 
I personally believe you, if you aren't growing as a human, it's going to be really hard to grow your business because there's always going to be limitations. There's always going to be setbacks. There's always going to be things that are going to hold you back. Like I believe it to my core. And so, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of people out there that would disagree with me and maybe you're one of them. Feel free to reach out to me. We can, you know, go back and forth about it and I might eat my words, but I'll be honest, it makes the experience that much better, that much easier, that much more seamless when you have the mindset, when you're continuing to work on yourself, like it makes the experience that much fucking better. I've had clients who've made multiple seven figures, but fucking hated their life. People around them hated them. It's just not worth it. It literally is not worth it. So, you know, I'm going to forever say that like, that's what I do, the decision, faith and action, the strategy and the mindset. It's always going to be both because I want you to have an amazing life. So, you know, this was a, this was a lot. This was just me talking about, you know, the faith part, my growing up, you know, how I got to where I am. I just think, you know, golf, travel, working, my faith. Those are the main things about me that people ask all the time, you know, like the golf thing. Uh, Why did I not stick with golf? Because I wasn't meant to do golf. I was meant to play golf just for fun and for the connections, but golf really wasn't for me. Golf was just, you know, part of my path to get me to where I am today. And who knows what the next part of the path is going to be. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed this. Please feel free to text me at 501-222-3362. If you have any questions for me, like I am an open book, I try to be an open book, but if you have any questions, any comments, If you are kind of in a crossroad right now in your life, in your decision, in your business, I am always happy to help. You know, like I only have very, I have very, very few spots. I think I'll take one more full-time one-on-one client this year. Once a month, I do an intensive session. So I'm booked out. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but um, we're recording this podcast in March. I think I'm booked through my intensive sessions through May. Um, I have a couple of coaching memberships yet left. So if you want to work with me for a year, one call a month, um, or two calls a month, you can do that. You guys can message me. All of that information is on my new website, which I'm so excited about. Christina com, L E C U Y E R.com. It's all in the show notes. Yes. That's the reason why one of the reasons why I go by B Christina, because let's be honest, liqueur is very hard to say. Um, you know, I've, I, I do have another last name, but I don't use it <laughs> publicly very often. Nathan calls liqueur my stage name, but you know, when I played golf, uh, for years, I was known as Christina liqueur and that's my maiden name. So that's what I still go by. Christina You guys can check the show notes, but follow me over on Instagram at B Christina. You know, we are now posting on TikTok and LinkedIn and YouTube shorts. This, um, our solo podcast do not go on YouTube because I am standing in my closet in my sweatpants. Um, and this is just not a sight to see, even though I do show up like this on social media. So I don't know why I couldn't film it. I probably could, but all of that to be said, you guys, I really do this because I want to serve you. I really do this because I want to help you. Yes. I make good money, but I tell people all the time, your money's not changing my life, but it a hundred percent could change yours. And it all starts with a decision. You guys, thank you for sharing this. Thank you for being here. I just appreciate you so, so much. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that'll help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.